Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ridge, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. I want to say first up a big thank you to everybody who reached out to share your love and support after hearing about the completion of my romantic relationship. I have absolutely just been so full of love and appreciation for every single one of you. And it's just so beautiful that we have these spaces where we can talk about what is happening in our life and what we're learning through those experiences. So one of the things that I've learned is that a much better word for me to be using as I talk about the end of my relationship is the word completion. I had been using separation, sometimes even divorce even the word breakup and all of those words for me are quite triggering. So I landed on the word of completion and it feels so much more peaceful and neutral. And I have been really looking through what are my thoughts about completion of a relationship as compared with separations and divorces, etc. And this has opened up some new possibilities for me in how I look at the completion of my own relationship. So I wanted to share that as there are going to be so many discoveries throughout this big life transition. And I just want to share those little moments with you all. So I'll probably sprinkle them in here and there at the start of our episodes as we go along so that I can share with you something that I've learned along the way. Uh, And we may have some uh, episodes that are fully devoted to the topic at a later point. I also just want to let everyone know that I am also going through a first in my life. So I have never lived on a more permanent basis on my own. I've done lots of travel. I've, I lived for most of last year in places by myself, but I've never had my own space that I've decorated and set up where I have just lived there alone. I lived with my partner for almost 10 years. And before that, I lived with family members for most of it, other than the times that I was again traveling. So I have uh, found a place. I moved in about a week after I returned from Sydney. I found a gorgeous place. Uh, It's just a place that I'm renting for 12 months. Who knows if I'll end up extending that for longer. But for now, it's a 12-month lease that I have uh, taken out. And the Sydney rental market in certain places is like can be really competitive and hard. And I ended up having such a beautiful journey to get this place where I looked at two places in this same area and both inspections, I was the only person at the inspection. And both of these places had stunning water views and just a level of luxury, uh, which is something that I'm really allowing myself to explore and deepen into and experiment with more. Like I'm really testing the edges of, of luxury for myself and what I will allow. It's a personal experiment and it's a lot of fun. So I really wanted the space that I moved into to feel luxurious. And that was really my only parameter. And so when I walked into this space, I immediately felt that sense of luxury. And I just knew this is the place for me. It feels really, really good. And what has been amazing is 
after I moved in, because before you move in, you only get to see the property once and you see it for about 15 minutes. So I was kind of forgetting all the smaller details. And so after I've moved in, as I've been filling up the space with my presence and my things, and I've been decorating it and just nesting here, I have been noticing the finer details. And I was amazed to realize that this space has everything that was on my list, (laughs) a list that I just got, I just let go. Like I was clear on what I wanted, but as I moved into this search for a property, I let go of all of those things and instead just focused on like how I really wanted it to make me feel. And so the details are things like it's so light and bright and airy, and that's been a really important (laughs) uh, details for me to have. Um, it's so light and bright and airy, this space that it has a sunroom, which is where my office is. And it also has a skylight in the kitchen. So there is so much light flowing through the property as well. Um, a lot of the doors are like glass or clear. And so there's all this light coming in and I absolutely love this. The ceilings are high. It's really such a stunning space. And so I wanted to share that piece as well, because I think it's a beautiful reminder that we can be really, really clear on the details of what we want and we can let those details go and then focus simply on how you want a space or whatever it is you're manifesting to feel. And that is what allows you to receive that you become an energetic match for it. So I am having so much fun experiencing this first of my life of living alone and also setting up a space um, that's completely designed in the way that I want and that I feel is a reflection of who I am and what brings me joy and what sparks the light in my soul. And so I'm really excited to keep sharing with you all. And that's why over on Instagram stories, you'll see me sharing little pieces from my home as it continues to slowly come together. Now let's dive into the topic of today's episode, which is all about how to rock it as the CEO of your business. So as you know, I talk about there being three roles that we are always dancing between as business owners. We have the role of CEO, we have the role of coach or space holder or whatever product or service it is that you provide. Uh, And then we have the role as the human, right? We cannot, (laughs) we cannot ever change the fact that we are a human and therefore we have to be able to support the human in our business too and what it needs. Now, this episode is focused on the CEO part of what we do. Now, I know that unless you have a company, you don't, you aren't actually technically called a CEO and that's fine. Uh, we're not talking about it in terms of the legal meaning of a CEO. I'm talking about it in terms of what that role represents for your business. So the CEO role in your business is really the leadership role. And there are three main areas that the CEO is focused on for your business. The first is marketing and sales. As the CEO of your business, you need to be focused on bringing in more clients into your programs. This is so the coach or the space holder has people to support, to deliver your offer to. Without marketing and sales, the business is not able to exist. 
And you as the human are not able to show up in the business because why? You're not getting paid. And what is absolutely so amazing and interesting and curious is how most of us are so against anybody working for free in our businesses and yet so willing to be that person yourself. That is wild. (laughs) And it's also not of service to your clients at all. When your client invests in themselves, that is such an important part of the whole transformation and space that they're stepping into. I know that one of the hardest decisions for most people when they think about working with a coach and space holder is asking the question of whether this transformation that I want to step into is worth it or not to me, whether I feel like this amount of money is worth the thing that I want. And part of that process of allowing yourself to step into that and give yourself what you want is a huge activating part of your client's journey and their transformation itself. So when we let the human inside us step in the way of the CEO that the business needs, not only does that negatively affect the human, it also negatively impacts our clients too. The second part of the CEO role is all about the management of your business. So management of a team, management of the delivery of the program, uh, also management of your systems and processes that you choose to support your marketing and sales, to support the delivery of your program, to support whatever strategies you choose to implement to keep your business running. And the third part that the CEO is focused on is also the visionary pieces of your business. So as the visionary, you need time to think strategically about your business, what you're going to focus your attention on. You also need time to think creatively about your business. Where is the business going? What is the intention behind it? Where are we leading it? What is the mission? What are we as a business going to focus our time and attention on? What strategies can we utilize to support this focus and where we're going? So the role of the CEO truly is all about leadership. It provides the structure for the business so that you as also the coach have people to support (laughs) and you as the human are getting paid for the work that you're doing. Just think about when you have a company you need to think about what a reasonable salary is to pay yourself for the work that you do in your business. And so many of us business owners are underpaying ourselves for the work that we are doing, for the leadership role that we play, for the work that we do as CEO and as the coach. And we also forget that it's the partnership between all of these roles that helps all of the roles to function individually. So when you want to be more of a coach, sometimes what you've got to ask yourself in order to do more coaching is how can I show up and be more of a CEO for my business? And if you just think about any other work or type of employment you've ever had in your life, you know that there are parts of the role 
that require different skills and focuses from you. And it's the same with your business. Like we can't have the only thing that we're always doing in our business as being coaching. It That just does not work. <laughs> and if you're hoping that you can have someone else to come in and do all of the CEO roles for you, you're missing out because you as the coach and as the leader of your business are the, is the person who has all of those details. Like you know more than anyone how to speak to your clients and your community. You know more than anyone what your business as its own entity needs to thrive. And you, I bet, wanted to get in business for all of those visionary pieces. So you want to allow yourself to be that leader and to be that CEO so that your business can continue to exist. You can serve your clients. You can pay yourself as one of the primary employees of your business and you get to rock it as the leader and as the CEO of your business. So I like to look at the CEO role as being that really important masculine energy framework for everything else in the business. It gives you the structure that holds the business so that you as the coach can drop in and do your work, right? You don't have to worry about the marketing and sales and the processes and systems for your business and where we're going. You get to drop in and show up and be the best coach you can be to support your clients in each of their sessions, et cetera, rather than all of these other parts of the business. Now, you are actually the same person doing all of these parts, but when you sit down to work as CEO, you've got your CEO hat on and you're showing up in that capacity and not worrying about all of the clients that you need to coach and hold space for. You're not activating that skill set while you're showing up as a CEO. When you then move to showing up as the coach, you then get to not think about all of the CEO pieces and instead activate the coaching part of your skill set so that you can show up and be present with that. And then it's the same when we work on supporting the human behind your business and everything that we need to do to help the human step aside in most cases so that you can show up as a CEO and sh- and so you can show up as the as the coach. Now, the human also needs to be working in parameters that allow it to thrive. So we definitely need to be asking like what does the human need here as well? How can we support the human so that it's receiving the financial abundance that it needs to be here so that it's working in a way that truly allows the human to feel fulfilled and satisfied and lit up and all of these beautiful things. So all three roles work together and you do not need to be all of them all at the same time. You can put the hat on and give that part of your role exactly what it needs and shine in that part of your role and then shift to one of the other roles as needed. Like how cool is this knowing that we don't have to be everything all at once, but we can be the 
best we can be in that role one at a time. And as I think about balance and wanting to have your all in your life, you know that I always say you can't have it all, but you can have your all. And it's the same here. The problem comes when we try to be everything all at once, when we want to do all of the things at once, when we want to focus on all of the things at once. When you come from a place of abundance and you realize you've got a lot of time in your life to do all of the things that you want to do, as well as all of the things you want to do in your business, you can give yourself the gift of presence to be with one thing at a time. And that simply allows you to enjoy what's in front of you. And it's the same for the CEO role of our business. Okay, so now we know what the CEO role in your business actually is. Let's talk about why it's the one role that most of us avoid. (laughs) I have a couple of theories on this and I'm going to share them all with you. The first is something I'm referring very loosely to as corporate PTSD. This is something I've been speaking with a lot of my clients about. If you have worked in the corporate world and you felt that you have had expectations placed upon you that are just impossible to meet without sacrificing yourself and your needs as a human to thrive, or you have experienced any kind of burnout or have been on your way to a burnout, it is very likely that you are experiencing some form of PTSD. Now, I am not a therapist and I am absolutely not diagnosing anyone. I'm using this term very loosely because it's a term that a number of my clients have used. So PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, you can research it yourself and have a look. Basically, what we're talking about here is because of your experiences from the corporate world or from burnout or nearing a burnout, you might see any aspect of the CEO role as being something that reminds you of that environment that you are either still in or have left. And so because of your mind's desire not to repeat that environment and those circumstances, you might be triggered by some of the language around the CEO role, for instance, management, systems, processes. And so what I see so many of my amazing clients do in an attempt not to repeat any of that unpleasant past, which is what led them to starting their own business in a lot of cases, is they then don't want anything to do with a CEO role. What we've been exploring as a community is How can we reclaim what it means to be the CEO of our business and the leader for our business in a way that is true to us? So what is that definition for CEO and leadership that we want to embody rather than what we learned through our corporate experiences? Because the truth is your business does need a leader and so does your community. And that even that word of leadership has a lot of connotations that may be negative to you because of what we've learned through our patriarchal and capitalist conditioning. I want you to reclaim these words for yourself. Know that you get to define both of these. You get to decide what that authentic leadership and authentic CEO role for your business actually looks like. And it does not ever need to lead to burnout 
or any form of PTSD in the way that you're treated as the human behind your business. Know that systems and processes and team and management and marketing and sales are all totally neutral things. They are tools that we can use to give us more freedom as the humans in our business and more clients as the coaches in our business. And so if we can reframe the stories we have around these pieces and make that our work, that allows us to utilize these tools and show up as the CEO and the leader we want, rather than responding to um, a traumatic experience that we've had in the past. And I want you to know that if you find yourself here, there is absolutely no judgment. This is a natural thing that your mind is doing to protect you. But you get to use today to decide that you're going to do things differently and you're going to reclaim these roles for yourself, your community and your business. The second reason why we avoid this part the most is because of the upper limit to use a gay Hendrix term from his book, The Big Leap. The upper limit is that internal thermostat that we all have of what we, what success we will allow. Success is a relative term. You get to decide what it means for you, but we all have this internal thermostat of what our mind will allow us to receive and enjoy and experience in our life. And once it gets to that limit, we start to self-sabotage to keep us within that limit. Now, the up limit in my experience is usually just about what is familiar versus not familiar. So if we've had people in our life who have been examples of great wealth and great leadership and great service and all of these things that we all strive for together, then it's more likely that you're going to feel like you can allow that for yourself because you've had those examples. If you haven't had those examples in your life, which a lot of us haven't, then it's very likely that your mind is going to tell you that that's unknown, unfamiliar, and that you can't have it. And so it's going to try to protect you by leading you to self-sabotage behavior. Behaviors, which can show up in all different forms. But basically we start taking certain behaviors to stop us from having more clients, receiving more money, experiencing more leadership, experiencing more abundance and opportunities because your mind wants to keep you in the familiar, what it not, what it's seen other people do or what you've done before in the past uh, in order to survive. Because it literally thinks that if you go into that unknown or if you go beyond what you've ever uh, experienced before in your life, then it's out of my control. And so simply as a protective mechanism, the upper limit is there to try to keep you safe. But instead of keeping you safe, it's just annoying. (laughs) And uh, And it's just stopping you from really deepening into your power. So just be aware of when you think the upper limit is coming in, when you notice yourself stepping in your own way of the desires that you have and the things that you want. Uh, The third piece is patriarchal conditioning. So especially for all of you who identify as woman or female, you have been sold the story throughout your life that these are just pieces that you're not good at. 
that you shouldn't be a leader, that that is a man's job, that that is not for you. And so as the CEO of your business, you are really required to back yourself, to trust yourself. Like leadership requires that of you, right? Because there's no one in front of you telling you what to do. We can, of course, surround ourselves with people like coaches who help us to feel more supported. But at the end of the day, you're the person who's responsible for your business. You're the leader of your business. And so you are leading the business. You're leading uh, your community in a particular direction. And so patriarchal conditioning tells you that that's not something that comes naturally to women. (laughs) It tells you that you are a problem if you're in this role. It tells you if you're focused on making money, that that is also a problem for you as a woman. And not only that, patriarchal conditioning is all about limits and control. So not only does it not support women or anyone who identifies as woman or anyone who does not identify as man, it also limits everyone. Because if you've got a system telling you what a leader looks like, a leader looks like this, It looks like putting your own needs as a human and your emotions to the side. That is a limiting definition for absolutely everyone. And we know the damage that that has had on anyone who doesn't identify as a man, but it also has had so much damage on those who do identify as men as well. So patriarchal conditioning is another reason why it can feel difficult to show up as the CEO for your business. It's also because quite simply you have a mind and your mind is there to keep you safe and anything that requires you to stand out, which is what leadership requires, is not safe to your mind. Your mind is going to tell you, go back, follow the crowd, uh, follow another leader. Don't let it be you. Do not stand out because if you do that, you might be killed. Now, this is not a realistic fear in the context of the society that most of us live in, not all. And I don't know what's going to happen in the world that we live in. So there is so much happening within your mind that is telling you that being in this role is not safe. And that's why it can feel hard as well. And then the final reason that we avoid this part is also a lack of knowledge. I've been actually quite interested to find that one of the main ways that I support my clients in all of the programs that I run is actually how to be the CEO of their business. What does that mean? Like what systems and processes do I need? How do I actually hire a team? What does marketing and sales look like for my business? What does it look like to work in my business each day? And when we think more deeply about this, of course, we don't know how to do all of these things and we haven't learned it before, especially when things like running a business, especially for those of you who are female identifying, was something that was not allowed not that long ago. So a lot of us do not have good examples of leaders and CEOs in our life who maybe look like us. <laughs> and it's a relatively new field for all of those who do have those leaders and CEOs that look like you. And I'm talking about not only gender, but also 
the kind of work you're doing. Don't forget that coaching and healing and space holding under the patriarchal system was something that many, 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 many women were killed for. Don't forget that this has also been an industry that has been looked down upon and devalued. So as we can see, my friends, there is a lot going on beneath the surface that is making it difficult to show up as the CEO and leader of your business. But part of your freedom in showing up as the CEO and leader for your business is appreciating that all of this is what's going on and it's not really because you don't feel like doing it. (laughs) That's not really what the deeper drive is behind the feeling that I just don't want to do this. It is all of this other stuff. And the more that you just have awareness that that is what is driving your behavior, the more freedom and spaciousness you will feel to start considering what being a CEO and leader means for you and your business and how you can do it your way too. The deepest fear for all of us is truly our own power. And so, of course, leadership triggers the upper limit and that self-sabotage. We want someone else to tell us all the steps. We just want someone to say, hey, where's the step-by-step program? I'll be a really great student and study it and not trust myself because that's what's required of a leader. A leader has to trust their own instincts, their own intuition. You cannot be great in this role by simply following the steps. Self-trust is key. So where to from here? What do I recommend when it comes to rocking the CEO role of your business? I'm going to give you three steps. The first is I highly recommend that you do your mindset work to step out of your own way so that you can show up as the CEO. This step is all about meeting you as the human behind your business and doing the mindset work to allow yourself to trust yourself, allow yourself to build confidence through actually doing the thing. So practicing rather than trying to get it perfect in your head first and not fail when the only way to be successful in this role is to fail, is to mess up, is to learn through doing. And that's how you build your confidence. And the other piece of this mindset work is allowing yourself to lead yourself as the leader of your business. What do I require to allow myself to lead myself here? Self-leadership. It's required as the CEO and leader of your business because there is no one to lead you. So what do I need as the human behind my business to support myself to show up as the CEO? What can I do What can I work on in terms of my mindset to allow me to be in self-trust, to build confidence through doing, and to embody self-leadership? The second step you can take is to create space every day that you work on your business to be in the CEO role of your business. Remember that it's all about practice, not perfection. Look at what those pieces are in the CEO role that you avoid the most and do those things first thing in your day. You'll feel so rewarded 
once you know that they're out of the way and it won't be this like looming thing you've got over the top of you as you go throughout the rest of your day, it's done. And no, if you don't have any clients at the moment, you have plenty of time to be in the CEO role for your business. And that is the most important place for you to be right now. And you can get so many amazing things done to prepare yourself for when you do have the clients because they will come. And especially when you're showing up as the CEO, the third step is to build systems and processes for yourself around your CEO duties. This is so you don't need to make decisions every day that you sit down to work on your business about what you're going to do for that particular aspect of the role. You want to build systems and processes to reduce making decisions because making decisions uses your mental brain power every day and it's very tiring. This is why we create systems and processes for our business. So why not start by creating a system or a process around the CEO work that you have to do for your business? And whether you're aware of it or not, you already have some sort of a system, (laughs) It's the way that you approach the different aspects of the CEO role already. If you find yourself making decisions every day on what to focus on, you need a system. Systems and processes are truly more about making a decision ahead of time so that you can simply move forward versus trying to find the perfect decision and answer every day, which is just exhausting. And side note, There is no perfect answer. You just need to choose something. So why not choose whatever feels the most exciting? All right, my beautiful friends. So there you have it. All about how to rock it as the CEO of your business. It's really, really important that you understand all of the reasons why we avoid this part of our role most so that you know what to focus on when it comes to your mindset work and so that you have the ammunition to show up and create the space every day to be in this role within your business and to build those systems and processes around showing up so that it becomes something that is automated and that you don't need to think about. Instead, you just get to work each day and you know what you will need to focus on. Now, in all of my programs, we are helping you to step into this role as a CEO for your business. If you are ready to grow your business to six figures and beyond, I recommend that you put your name on the wait list for my holistic business mistress mind. This is my high level mastermind for coaches and space holders who are ready to grow. You can pop your name on the waitlist at latisharange.com forward slash mistress mind. And as soon as doors open, you'll be the first to know so that you can join us in this incredible program. All right, my beautiful friends, let's continue this conversation over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. You can tag me and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now. Tag me over on stories and let me know what resonated most for you and how has this helped you to show up and rock the CEO role in your business too. I'll see you in our next episode. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.